do you know how much time I just spent trying to get a load for one truck just to be able to make enough to get to zero today? Um, the same amount of time that it takes me to edit and look for things to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I've been looking since like 6 a.m. Then they sit there and say, oh, the Internet went down. And then they're like, oh, hey, I got two loads. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep throwing them out there and put enough irons in the fire until we're ready to brand something. Because that's the way it's going to work. Because we got stuck with that load that we picked up on Monday that was supposed to be Monday morning, but it ended up being Monday afternoon. So we weren't able to deliver it until Wednesday, which gave us half of the money that we're supposed to have. So we weren't even going to break even at that rate. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous that I'm sitting here paying these guys to be my brokers at 15 percent. And they're they're just not getting the loads. And then when they get the loads, they go, wait, you can't do that in one day? Yeah, no, I can't drive from Pennsylvania to California in one day. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was literally the only way they were going to do it. It was like because it was a Pennsylvania to California load that somebody was trying to get us to carry. And they wanted us to carry it for, you know, uh, $3,500. And they're like, oh, I think you can push them to four. I'm like, there's no way. It's like, oh, well, it's a LTL, which means less than truckload, right? And it's like, that's great, but it's also a minus 10. So I would have to find another LTL at minus 10 to make that make any sense. At least one, <laughs> if not multiple. I mean, this is, this is what's getting crazy about this. It's getting harder and harder to run legally when I know I can make one phone call and I can go back to running like I was. You know, and do everything illegal. And that's going to be the only way that I'm going to give my family and afford my family the lifestyle that we've worked so hard to get to. I'm like, no. So I literally was, I was like, so I started just throwing all these loads and I also started tagging everybody in the company. I was like, nope. Oh, your internet's not working. No problem. Hey Dave, get in here. Oh, your internet's, you know, it's like, I was just, I was going Amir. I was, I got all of the guys and I was just sitting there posting them up and guess what? I now have a one day load for $3,000 and it was good and it took till almost 10 o'clock. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. It's like we were, we were sitting in empty from seven and it's like, and he was like, Oh, I'll look for the loads yesterday. And it's like, and I asked him at the end of the day, well, how'd that work out? I'm like, let me, let me explain this to you. After three years, knowing that you've never successfully booked me a load from the day before, unless I actually have it as a dispatch because we have the Raycon. How'd that work out? Oh, you're full of shit again? Yeah, congratulations. I mean, like... (laughs) Oh, there's so many things I could say to that. But, I mean, for truckers everywhere, I was looking at these lows that were coming up, and I'm not kidding. From New Jersey to Sacramento, California for $5,600. What? I'm like, that's a $10,000 load. Yeah. And, And they're trying to get us to run that for almost half of that... When fuel prices are now double what they were when that was a $10,000 load. Wow. Yeah. No. And, and truckers, you know, truckers are just grabbing them and they're just grabbing these loads. And most of these are owner ops. So can't even sit there and say that this is Swift, Western Express or CRST or any of those. Right. It's literally the truckers that are doing this. And they're sitting there telling everybody else, no, nobody should take cheap freight. Well, then stop taking it. And that's that's the problem. But you know what? The industry is going to end up leveling itself out all these people are slowly going to be able to not make their bills not make ends meet and then they're going to not be able to figure out why their trucks are going to get repoed they're going to end up with nothing it's like hmm go figure (sighs) and you know it's everybody suffering for it it's the truckers that are trying to do things right and then there's truckers who are running loads that aren't ltl that are running them illegal so 
it's just it was just a crazy morning. And but but for guys that have been in this industry for years to sit there and go, you can't go from Pennsylvania to California in one day. Like, no, because I don't have a rocket on my <laughs> truck. My gosh. And with that said, welcome to the morning with the stupid podcast on everything. I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And this is where we talk about everything and nothing all at once. And we've got a fun day planned for you. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to this whole podcast. So go for it. Today, the national day is, I'm excited because mm-hmm. that means that I get to make some tasty things. Yep. It is National Brownie Day. Yeah. <laughs> I got to make, I'm going to make so many. Because what was it that I made last year for Christmas when we had the principal over? I had the, uh, uh, I did the, the mint chocolate brownie Yeah, and it was so good. I have to remake that because that I didn't do with any like recipe or anything. Mm-hmm. I just like put some things together that I thought would make sense and it turned out so good. So I want to make that again. And I also want to make, uh, like a caramel chocolate brownie with walnuts because that sounds really good to me right Ooh, now. Yeah, it does. Walnuts. Walnuts are good for my brain. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be my excuse for everything else being horrible <laughs> for my body is that walnuts are good for my brain. Yeah. That... And then I also have to make unrelated, but I also have to make banana bread because mm-hmm. we have some bananas. So I was thinking about making it banana nut bread with walnuts. Yeah. So that way you got, you got some tasty food to have. So do we have history on brownies? Um, yeah, anything? a little bit. Okay. Yeah, um, go for it. So in the United States, the chocolate brownie is a favorite with mm-hmm. the blonde brownie running, running as a close second. A blonde brownie, for those of you that don't know, is made with brown sugar and no chocolate and is often called a blondie. I personally don't really like blondies unless they're made with white chocolate, but Mm. yeah. Um, But the earliest recipes for brownies we are familiar with today are found published in regional cookbooks and newspapers around the turn of last century. In 1904, uh, New Hampshire Home Cookery posted one um, in... Also in 1904, um, the Service Club Cookbook posted one. And um, in 1905, in the edition of the Boston Boston Globe, there they also had posted one. And then in 1906, Fannie Merritt Farmer published a recipe in an edition of the Boston Cooking School Cookbook. Hmm. You know, it's really weird when you think about how many foods are actually new. Yeah. Like, Compared to that, like you think brownies and you think like, oh, hey, those must have been right, here for forever. Right. And then you're like, no, 120 years in, in the culinary world. You're like, whoa, that's new. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, here's the thing. Can you imagine right now a world without sushi? Oh, God, no. Before the 60s, there was never sushi. We never, there was no what? sushi in the U.S. No, no, it didn't exist. Now, I wasn't I wasn't there and around part of that. Talked to several people about it when they were like sushi was a fad of the 80s. They expected it to go away. And That's, when sushi hit the scene it, on the 80s, <laughs> I, I thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. But before that, no sushi. Unless you were in Japan. That's crazy. Uh-uh. It was like, no, in the U.S., when I look at some of the things that we have, I'm like, holy crud. The things that we have now that we didn't have. I mean, think about... I mean, just there's there's just so many. Like I'm just sitting here going through all of these foods. Like to know my daughters right now are gonna be like, wait, there was a world 
before air fryers. You know, <laughs> we did the the national microwave or yeah, national microwave day, mm-hmm. right? When we're talking about the the inventor and to think about the world before the microwave, to think about the world before you could nuke water inside of you know a minute and then steep your tea and do whatever you wanted, anything like that. It's just it's crazy for to think about, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like oh, we're but, spoiled. <laughs> oh yeah, but when when I'm talking to my grandma and my grandma is she's you know 96 ni- almost pushing she's pushing 97. Wow. And she sits there and talks to me about you know what it was for her growing up without electricity, and I was like, what? You didn't have electricity? And she's like, Joey, we didn't have running water. You know, you have to remember, and to think about this, this house was built before there were bathrooms indoors. Yeah, that's still, that's, I can't wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, no, think, what's, what, think about this, having to walk outside Mm-mm. in our winter, like the last two years, we've had just absolute ice and everything yeah. and not being able, not being able to do anything. So... I mean, I look at all of that and I'm like, okay, and this house shows its age in so many ways. We don't have proper insulation. Mm-mm. You know, it's like whatever temperature it is outside, we're just delaying the inevitable for it's the temperature inside. Yep. But, you know, four stories, 8,000 square feet, eight bedrooms, four baths. Yeah, we're, we're going to have, you know, and it's over 120 years old. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a thing. So, but. But yeah, like brownies, that's crazy when I think about, like, that's how new brownies are. Yep. And there were also a lot of myths on how the brownie actually came to be. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give an example of three of them. And I'm very curious to see if anybody ever heard any of these growing up, because I've never heard any of these. But uh, one, uh, one of the myths was that it was in an accidental mixing of ingredients that a chef added melted chocolate to biscuit dough. So, was, you know, one that was one of the, the myths. Hmm. Another one was that a forgetful cook left out the flour when mixing the batter. And then another one was when a housewife did not have baking powder, she improvised to create this new treat. And the wife decided to serve her guests flattened cakes. No, but, I'm going to if I was to guess, <laughs> I think it's the second one. I, I, I think it's the second one because I've done something similar to that. You forget to put any ingredient in. And then you make something and you're like, this is pretty good. <laughs> this, this, wait, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. You know, make a cake and you forget to put flour in the cake. Poof, you've got a brownie, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I messed up, but I messed up in a good way. And how many things just since you and I have known each other, have I messed up and gone, oh my gosh, try this. <laughs> Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> so I'd be inclined to agree with that, but that's not the most important brownie question. Mm. The most important brownie question is this. Are you an edge person or are you a center person? See, it really depends on my mood. It depends on my mood and what kind of brownie it is. Mm. Because like, if I want to put ice cream on top of a regular brownie that's got chocolate chips in it, I want an edge piece because I don't want it to be super just i don't know if it feels soggy Mm -hmm. yeah but if i'm gonna eat like a caramel brownie or like a mint brownie or anything like that i want it to be a centerpiece because i'm eating it for the gooiness so it's just it really depends (laughs) i don't hate either one but depending on what i'm gonna do with it it changes and then my just my mood it changes 
it's the same way that like i will um just with chocolate in general it's mostly just because it's a chocolate thing Mm -hmm. i depending on my mood the where i am in my cycle and things like that it'll change whether or not i want what i call shitty chocolate which is anything that's the fake you know hershey's uh, products Mm -hmm. or anything like that or if i want something like lint or Ghirardelli mm. or Russell Stover like it changes so it's the same thing with brownies to me yeah, I feel like I'm so glad we don't live in Corsicana <laughs> I really am I like we all that first house we almost got was on Richland Chambers Reservoir mm-hmm. in Corsicana which would have put us five minutes from Rus- the Russell Stover plant. we have to go we have to go get some of the Christmas oh, we have to go yeah. back for the trees yeah. the little tree boxes oh those are awesome yeah. those were so good yeah, they're just beautiful and yeah, they yeah, were decoration our decorations wise. for mm-hmm. the living room, and now we don't have them. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, no, I I agree. But we got this weekend coming up, and we're gonna go do our stuff. So, oh, Christmas shopping. But okay, for me, I am a fresh out of the oven, put that napalm in my mouth, center cut person. <laughs> I I don't do I I don't know the edges just don't do it for me. I just love it so hot that like I'm sitting there eating it like. <sighs> and i just no that's the ultimate brownie for me i honestly think if you wanted to get me to eat carrots you could probably put them in a brownie like that and i would probably do it that probably exists somewhere i'm I'm sure somebody has a somebody has a chocolate free brownie recipe you know i'm just i'm i'm amazed at like all of the things that people do is the variations of brownies are are insane brownies are extremely diverse you know some people you know, I said, hey, the, the debate is edge or center. Somebody was just like, no, the debate is nuts or no nuts. Somebody said, you know, somebody's brain goes, no, the debate is chocolate or no chocolate. You know, what makes it a brownie and what's what's the difference from it? Those people are usually chefs and bored. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the truth is, is just like with anything, those are people who already have an opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like I like it with nuts or without nuts. But there's people out there that are like, if you put nuts in it, it's not a brownie. You know, or it, it it's 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 like pecan pie or pecan pie. So it's I, where you're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people are when it comes to food, food is a religion. You know, with the religion, politics, and food are like people are so opinionated about it. it just becomes an amazing battle. I'm just like I enjoy them all. They all taste differently, and they all have different applications. You know, so. What else are we doing today? That was that's a delicious thing right there. Are we, oh, we're gonna do our before I forget today. Yep. So before I forget is a segment that we have where we talk about generational differences, and because uh, Kiki and I could not have grown up in different worlds, any in literally, we are so we grew up in different times. We grew up with different families. We grew up with different values. We grew. The only real thing that she and I have in common is that we're the oldest of all of our siblings. Yep. That is that is it, okay. Our skin color is different. Our grow our environment that we grew up in is different. She's never been shot. She's never been oh. stabbed. <laughs> she's never been set on fire. She's never been in a drive by. She's you know I mean, I didn't so, grow up in the ghetto. That's right, what it and, comes and, down to you know I didn't grow up with both of my original parents. <laughs> you know <laughs> I I don't have all all my siblings living with me or within a couple of miles of me or anything like that. Um, the quality of schools that we have completely different, oh, yeah. you know, but the one we're going to talk about today is actually still related to food. We're going to talk about school lunches <laughs> now for me and I'll, I'm going to go first and I'm going to go from 
my first food that I remember when I was in elementary school, and there's an embarrassing story behind this because we were poor. We, we was Poe. There was no ore in our poor. <laughs> and so we was Poe. And uh, there was literally they had sloppy Joes. And everybody, because I was Joey, oh, sloppy Joey's Joey. But I'd never had one because I didn't have a dollar. And they cost a dollar to be able to have each one of these. And then it was a dollar fifty with one of those and a crinkle cut fries. Or it was two dollars for one of those sloppy joes and one of the crinkle cut fries and one of the drinks, whether it was a two uh, percent milk, nobody got that. The chocolate milk, everybody <laughs> got that. Um, or the orange juice. Some people got that, you know. So if they That's were lactose weird. intolerant. So it was two dollars, but the thing was is I didn't have it. So but the I was I had never had it but I could smell it and it smelled so good to me. So in elementary school, and I'll tell the story on this one and it's quick. I was literally under the table. And it was I was sitting there and I was just looking under the table at elementary school cuz I didn't have anything for lunch. And so I saw a sloppy joe wrapped up just brand new sloppy joe wrapped up with a dent in the top under the table and I reached under there, grabbed it, pulled it out. And like people who were making fun of me cause we were too poor to afford food. I unwrapped it, looked at it. It looked good, looked new. I took a bite out of it and, and said, and I think his name was Andy. And I was like, look, see, I can afford a sandwich. And he goes, is that the one I threw under the table? Guys, look if there's one down under the table with the dent in the top. Somebody goes, Oh, Joey, that one has a dent in the Joey's has a dent in the top. Ah, uh, Joey, you, um, ate the one that I threw under the table. So that was my, that, that's the first meal I remember and why I remember that first meal. <laughs> so sad. I know, uh, you know, <laughs> but junior high, okay, junior, junior high and high school, my, my meals didn't change. My location changed. We went from Vacaville, California, um, which was a little on the upper side. You know, it was, we were living in a newer subdivision and, and all the people around us were those kind of people that were out every Saturday mowing their lawn. You know, that was that kind of people washing their cars, mm -hmm. keeping up with the Joneses. And then we moved to Vallejo. We moved um, originally the historical district in Vallejo, but the schools were ghetto. So uh, Franklin Junior High School, which was my was the school there, we had square baked pizza and we had pizza po'boys. And we had what now I would consider, you know, those truck stop burritos that we get. They're just those frozen burritos deep fried. Mm -hmm. We had those hmm. and we had fries and like applesauce. And I swear, I don't think that the milk boxes have changed ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always it's always been that. But what we color had, were they? Huh? What color were they? Um, The. Chocolate was brown and white. Uh -huh. The 2% was blue and white. And the the whole milk, if you got it, was red and white. Okay, so only one color changed. What's that? It was the 2% was green and white for us. Okay. Huh. That's weird. Because just from the ink, knowing the printing side of the world, the ink would cost more on a green and white. Well, it would on a when I'm going to say what I've had, you're going to be like, wow, you, went, you had okay. to have gone to a private school. And that's no that and that. But that was our, literally our selection for lunch. Once a week, we would get these chicken nugget things that had 
they were just bread with some kind of mystery <laughs> meat inside it. They could have told us they were pork nuggets, pigeon nuggets in the Bay Area. It could have been Ew. seagull nuggets. We wouldn't have known. I mean, literally, it was it was a thing. And, you know, no, and we had nothing to dip it in. And then when I went to People's High School, we had nothing. Literally nothing. There was no cafeteria at the school. What? Yeah, no cafeteria did, at what? People's High School in Vallejo at all. Nothing. How Mm-hmm. How are you? Allowed, how are you allowed to open a school without a cafeteria? It, it was considered a continuation school, but we had nothing. We literally had nothing. Oh my god! And it wasn't that we didn't have a little cafeteria area. We just had nothing. There was no lunch. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So you ready to shame me? And see now, I told my traumatic story too. So, all right. So, what about you? Okay, so for elementary school, mm-hmm. I went to a few different schools. Um, for kindergarten, the <laughs> for kindergarten I went to a private school. It was the only time that I went to a private school because, for whatever reason, that they I don't know. It was Mary Hill, it's a big mm-hmm. chain um, in California. Everybody, everybody loves Mary Hill schools, right? <laughs> sure. I loved it when I went. Mine was an indoor one, but for my lunches, the only thing that I very distinctly remember was that we, in our lunch line, in that little separate little room that we would have our lunches in, mm-hmm. there were Quiznos subs What? that we were good. But this is when I did go to private school. So okay. yeah, <laughs> they, I, had, okay. they had some contract or something because we literally had freshly made Quiznos subs. They were not like they made them at the beginning of the week. They sat somewhere. No, literally every day that Quiznos truck was in front of our school and we got delivered fresh half subs from Quiznos that we could choose from. They were always the same. I don't remember what kind they were, but they were good. It's not like it was like some ham and cheese. They like it was a full blown sub sandwich <laughs> that we would have. Yeah, and we could I choose from those. Now. Huh? I know what I want for lunch now. <laughs> a sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh so yeah, no, those we had we had that and I don't remember much else. I just remember that being a thing and then I remember being upset because I loved him so much and then the Quiznos that was close by um, where we lived. It was over by a Wendy's. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it closed down and turned into some snow cone place or right. whatever. And I was so upset <laughs> because I was, I did, I couldn't get one after I left Mary Hill. So that was, that was kindergarten. And then I went to public school. Um, my first public school was still very nice because it was very new and it was up in El Dorado Hills. So um, it was Sunrise Elementary School. They were the Trojans. I loved that place. The, mm-hmm. My first and second grade teacher, they were amazing. Um, I do not remember anything about lunch from there. Um, like, at all. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. don't. And then okay. for the second half of my second grade year, we did move again. And then I went to another school. Don't remember lunch from there because I was only there for, it wasn't even half. It was like three months that I was there. And I had such a bad experience at that school because that school was primarily ghetto mm-hmm. that my parents did not let me go back because I went from being, I knew a lot of stuff in second grade and I was very intelligent when I was younger. And then we went, I went to that school and they were about four months behind everything oh, wow. that I was learning in the other schools. So they were like, yeah, no, you're not going back there. The <laughs> so, slow down to catch up mentality of learning. Yeah. So then right. for third grade, we moved, I, we moved again and I went to Irene B. West elementary school. Okay. That school was 
it had it was way more diverse the mary hill school that i went to and the uh, sunrise elementary were they were white everything Mm -hmm. about it was white like i was one of the very few black kids in my class and there was like maybe one other asian kid and maybe one other indian kid like it was very white sorry but you lived in elk grove and el dorado hills you lived in very white places well yeah well but the the where i lived in elk grove it was right Mm -hmm. on that it was right next to crc there was a, an apartment complex oh, over okay. there. So it was right on the cusp of Sacramento and Elk Grove. Okay. And Irene B. West was not far from that. So Irene B. West covered a lot of Sacramento and a little bit of Elk Grove. Okay. So when I went there, it turned, it, it changed. Like everything was very different. I suddenly was the majority in my class and I was, it was weird for me growing up and being around white people and then suddenly being in a class <laughs> where I was the majority. And I grew up the opposite. Yeah, oh, yeah, so. we'll talk about that. That'll be another one of our before I forget generational differences. Yeah, so, so definitely. So it was very weird for me and it was um, the lunches there were not the best, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. they weren't, they still like weren't what? awful. This is when I got the, we had milk, um, milk chocolate milk but chocolate milk was only on fridays and they also had cookies that they would have on fridays and then um we had apple juice not orange juice when i was in elementary school okay um their breakfasts when they offered breakfast which was a thing (laughs) um you could come in early and go get breakfast yeah but the breakfast was like they had little (laughs) (laughs) this was so normal for me though um so it was (laughs) I had, yeah, you could come in early because school started, I think it was like, oh man, it was later. It was like nine, I think, instead of like 8.30 or Mm -hmm. eight was what I was used to. And that school started at nine. So you could come in at eight. They opened the gates at eight. You could come in and eat breakfast there. And it was very convenient for the parents that had work earlier and for a school that started later and ended later. We were nine to three or something like that. Mm. So it was, you know very it was a very different schedule than a lot of parents were used to so they had before school and after school programs and you could just drop your kids off early and they could sit in the cafeteria before everybody went outside to line up so but anyways they had breakfast and um their breakfasts were i i only went for breakfast like once or twice because i didn't need to and i didn't like them because i'd much rather have donuts eggo waffles and you know, things that I shouldn't have been eating <laughs> at home. Things than, I didn't want to have. Yeah, then mm. some gross milk in a carton and some bowls of frosted flakes, the little, you know, like the ones that had the little sticker top on them so you could peel it back, pour some milk in it, and eat it. Like, that was the breakfast there. It was something like that. And then they had, like, bananas and oranges and things. And then lunches there, like I said, not used to it. I didn't like them. <laughs> I didn't want to eat lunch at school because they had these pizzas that were oval shaped and like deep dish oval shaped pizzas that were like the most disgusting thing ever because the crust was always overcooked but Mm. then the center of it would be like still doughy and then the sauce would be it was not seasoned and then the cheese was so minuscule on it and then the pepperonis were these little cubed meat things that i swear to god were not pepperoni 
<laughs> they were so mm-hmm. greasy. They came in the, the bags that they came in. So it was just, they, so they would sit being warmed up and the condensation would make it soggier. And so it was just gross. And that's like the only thing I distinctly Ugh. remember okay. at elementary school. That's the closest you had to my entire best memory. Yeah, because then everything school. after that was better. <laughs> because um, middle school. Yeah, well, you already started off with, I have vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> middle school, I remember we were always required if we got school lunch to mm-hmm. have one main meal and one fruit or veggie and then like that was it so they had bags of carrots um then packets of ranch that you would always rush to get to lunch early for so that you could actually get the ranch before they were all gone because Mm -hmm. people would grab handfuls of them um so they had that they had little itty bitty like salad mix things that came in these little like you know the things the seaweed packets we get those little yeah plastic trays that come in that's what would be filled with like broccoli salad yeah like broccoli but it was just like it was just like broccoli and something else it was not really a salad but either way it was vegetables we had vegetables you had and then green we had, stuff that was supposed to be green in your lunches yeah <laughs> so then that we had the little cartons of apple juice you could choose a little carton of orange juice which is disgusting nobody would get orange juice with lunch and then the milks um and then there was if you paid extra you could get a water bottle um so that was cool um and then they also had these on fridays and uh they had cookies and they had these little frozen pops that would go like so mm-hmm. fast if you had to get to the lunch line early and so were they like, like push pops yeah okay and so but they were they were good and then um we we did have those little these little weird triangle ones i was gonna say i yeah. remember we would get those for like uh parties and things like things after like a triathlon mm-hmm. in elementary school and i loved those things we always tried to figure out in our lunches how though when when we would get those because we didn't get those all the time but we always tried to figure out how those were thawing while our orange juice was still frozen oh our orange juice apple juice would mm-hmm. always be half frozen yeah if we got like it was we would shake them and make them slushies though so we oh, thought see, it was no cool. no 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 we ours were weird because every now and then and this is this is another traumatic thing um is you'd sit there and you you try to crunch it up and you think you got it crunched up and you lift the orange juice up and no juice comes out so you lift it up higher and no juice comes out so you lift it up higher and then you give it a little squeeze boosh that's An entire thing of orange. What juice were they in? Cartons? No, were they, no, they were like the little minute made. Yeah, the oh, little okay. Made, yeah, like, no, we had thing. cartons. All of our juices and milks came in like little itty bitty cartons. So we would shake the shit out of them, and then oh. they would nope. turn into slushies. <laughs> so, yeah. but anyways, so then ghetto. So then ghetto. In, <laughs> and also at in my middle school, our um our leadership whatever program thingy we ran a student store okay and so our student store also had snacks and candies like pop tarts and and just candies and things that you could get and then every once in a while they would have pizza that they would sell mm. for a dollar to a slice and it would always be like mountain mikes or something like they would go and get pizza right that you could buy and so that was cool and then in high school <laughs> laguna creek best thing ever our lunches were still like the school lunches were still just meh they weren't amazing crazy awesome cool stuff but there are three things that i will never forget that me and nikki were just excited about because we can recreate the pizza that we would get from domino's it was a buffalo chicken pizza when that first first of all it wasn't there for for my freshman year Mm -hmm. didn't exist it had never existed before that sophomore year about three months into school suddenly we come in on a pizza day Half of them are pepperoni and half of them say buffalo chicken. And everybody was like, what the fuck is a buffalo chicken pizza? (laughs) 
and the few brave souls that got it. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my God. They were saying it was so good. You should totally get it. So I, I was so hesitant. I got it the next time and I was like, this looks disgusting because it looks terrible. Oh, yeah. It looks like a crime scene. <laughs> like you, but you guys it, opened that box and I was like, Oh yeah. You yeah. got that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But it was so good. After a week of having those pizzas show up, then mm-hmm. you had to be first in line or they would be gone because they, oh my God, they were so good. But we'd have pizza <laughs> and they came as slices in these little triangular cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just slapped a sticker on top of what was in it. And every once in a while you'd, you know, get unlucky and pick one that wasn't what they said was said on the was outside. Oh. <laughs> and then they also had chicken wraps, which they had one regular one and a spicy one. The spicy one was so good. And it was a real chicken wrap. It had cheese, lettuce, all the things. It was a good chicken wrap. And then they also had these burritos that were, they they were probably frozen and then like reheated and cooked and everything. But they were Mm -hmm. good. I loved them. I didn't Mm -hmm. choose to get them like all the time. Uh, Those were the three things that I bounced back and forth from. But again, they had the, um, oh, this is the other thing. We also had, um, they were switch sodas and that's okay. what they that was the name of the brand and i've seen them on amazon since and we like they were so good also another thing that was like you had to pay like 75 cents extra to get one but it was a whole soda that you could get and it was yep. like one of those quote-unquote healthier sodas they weren't really but no. it was still really good and i used to get upset because there was i think three flavors there's one that was in a green can one was in a blue can and one was in a red can and they were all like i think the only one i didn't like was the blue one and I used to get upset because then nobody liked the blue one. <laughs> so that was always the last one left. But the great thing about this school is the thing that made it so top tier for lunch was that we had a second lunch line mm-hmm. that was more expensive. Our regular lunch line, I think it was $1.50 a day for lunch. The second one was twice that. You had a premium lunch line? Uh-huh. Oh where they God. had fresh ingredients laid out in front of them and they would have nacho day taco day and like one other that they would make what you asked for in front of you to get but that lunch that lunch line took longer and was always a longer line so you were sacrificing of our 35 minute lunch period with a 10 minute passing period so 45 minutes mm-hmm. you would be sacrificing 20 of those minutes just waiting for that lunch but then that yeah, lunch would be worth it and if you had yeah. a good teacher after lunch then you could bring your lunch to that class and still eat your lunch when you were in the next class period wow. i didn't get that lunch all the time because it was more expensive, but when I did, oh, it was like it made it so worth it. And we also <laughs> still had a student store, <laughs> so nice. there was pop tarts and other things there too. So my high school lunch experience was actually better than Jeez. what a lot of people complain about. There were a couple of times where, yeah, like our milk would be like, mm, "This is weird. This isn't milk. What is mm-hmm. in this carton?" or something like that. But for the most part. My lunch experience was amazing. I did wow. not have shitty lunches. Besides that, my elementary school at Ironby West, it was just meh. But even then, it was, it was still good. And on that, it is time to, for us to go and start looking. <laughs> I'm sorry if we made you hungrier listening to this. We appreciate you joining now. us. But now, oh, yeah, no. So once again, this has been the Stupid Podcast on Everything Morning Edition. And I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And thanks for joining us. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.